0: Welcome to the Serpent Temple podcast. This week, we're doing another deep dive into a death metal underground classic. This time, it is the Finnish death metal legends Demolich with their seminal and only album Nespith, Nespith. released in 1993. Couldn't could, could, could do it without doing an anti Bowman yeah, impersonation. Yeah, it. God, try it. <laughs> so, now, oh God, where do I fucking start? on this album firstly when did you first listen to this album was this quite a recent ish discovery for you right
1: it was i think i think it was you literally one day were like oh yeah you know because i think i'd already got into i'd already got into a lot of bands that were like quite demolic inspired vocally but i wasn't really aware they just one of those bands like no one i knew listened to them i didn't yep. read any interviews with them didn't see the album i think i probably saw the album cover kicking about because it looked kind of familiar yeah but um yeah no, i think you recommended. it i listened to them and i was like what the fuck <laughs>
0: yeah i saw them live at hellfest a few months back right? oh
1: dude it was a dream yeah in the i mean like yeah i say recently it's probably like a couple of years ago we i got into them at this point and i've been listening to them a lot since um an incredible band just um yeah demi Lick are they sound a bit like you're in hell <laughs> there's something there's like chaotic it's like you're in hell but like everything's happening around you and there's like it's like things running past you. It's it's chaotic in a not in a Dillinger escape plan way, it's it's chaotic in a like you I have no idea what the hell's gonna happen.
0: It's just like a fucking sonic hellscape, isn't it? It's yeah. just cacophonous as hell. Yeah. There's just but at the same time. Fucking groovy as hell, Riffs, groovy like, as fuck. Yeah, this is one of those. But do you know what this band is like for me? I remember the first time I listened to this, I had a very similar experience. The first time I listened to Meshuggah as well. Like Why? I actually like. It took me a few listens for it to click with Meshuggah. Mm. Keeping in mind, the first Meshuggah album I listened to was um, Chaosphere, right? Which is probably one of the harder ones to get into. It's more robotic. It's more clinical, and it's. I,
1: I think I did the same thing really yeah I think that was the first one I listened to as well you know
0: when I ended up I grew to really love it but it meant that all the other Mashuga albums were so fucking accessible compared to that yeah, album yeah that
1: was it yeah yeah, yeah.
0: So, you, know, you listen to you listen to you know like nothing after that and like fucking destroy erase and prove yeah um, then you know it was just like oh shit this is actually really like groovy
1: yeah I remember when like Obzen came out Oh. and yeah. I was like yeah I was like oh this is like so easy yeah
0: <laughs> so it's kind of a similar thing with Demolich so when I first listened to it you know like I was uh, would have been like maybe two or three years into the death metal scene so like i was familiar with bands like suffocation cannibal corpse um gore guts but not obscure yet and i'll get to obscure in a bit um so like i was familiar with like the um the beginnings of the scene which i think are relatively accessible compared to this album mm. hadn't quite heard anything as technically proficient at this at the time mm-hmm. so it would have been maybe god maybe about 2003-4 when i first heard this album mm-hmm. um and like it just it didn't click with me at first. But I think once I had a bit more experience with the genre and then listened to like bands that were obviously inspired by Demilich like vocally and instrumentally, I went back and listened to it. I was just like, Oh my god, this is fucking unreal This like- is this is
1: not um this is not like you know when you've got a bike and you learn to ride a bike and you've got the little wheels on the back this yeah. is like the not metal equivalent <laughs> like, you know like you can't just go in cold this is you're like what the fuck is yeah. going on
0: C- can you imagine listening yeah. to this without ever listening no to context. any death metal before you'd yeah. be like the, no, the vocals terrifying. you'd be like yeah. what the, the fuck the
1: vocals are so weird anyone has never heard this record before the vocals there's no one really like it it's kind of it, there's
0: I'd say it's like a pitch shifted demonic frog
1: yeah yeah it is and there's like because most most vocals obviously there's lots of fake kind of
0: yeah kind of the tough guy bravado you know there's
1: there's this element present in a lot of like hard vocals in a lot of bands um in some degree or other but there's there's something about the vocals on this um album where yeah it sounds like a demon is like talking at you but it's like ugly and like unconcerned with you it's like a separate floating presence that's kind of just like you're in the same space and it's kind of aware of you um but yeah apparently watching interviews with the vocalist anti bowman like that um he taught himself he didn't get lessons like he taught himself how to play stuff yeah and he would listen to bands and try and emulate them and like the, his vocal style is just like what he landed on <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like trying to emulate other people he was like yeah. this is, I guess this is yeah. what I'll go for <laughs> and that's
0: so crazy considering like how influential his style is because like so influential this man. would have been one of the very along with like effigy era Frank Mullen yeah. one of the first or like
1: Matt from Afterbirth I think is the other one people were yeah 100% for, yeah.
0: like you know the first documents of like super super like uber guttural vocals like yeah. you know like that would go on to you know like uh, inspire vocalists like like Matty Way and stuff because I know uh, Big Will talks a lot about Anti Bowman as well doesn't he yeah of course yeah you know? yeah, yeah huge yeah. I mean, can't, you can't talk
1: well. about uh without mentioning like yeah Big Will and Artificial Brain and all yeah. that kind of stuff
0: because nah just fucking goes hand in hand really yeah just... I-, I
1: love how he how uh, open openly like reverent he is and acknowledging that as well it's like it's, it's really cool again like I said with uh, Pestilence and like Mamele it's like I really like when people can take someone's art and then continue to build off from there. Like there's that band uh Cathelist. Yes. Yeah, so they're yeah, another yeah. like yeah. quite a Demilic influenced band, but there's certainly like elements involved in their music. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, it's like Demilic meets like Gorgas or something. But it's yeah. like um yeah, there's like kind of outside stuff that makes them seem different again from all this other stuff. And it's yeah really cool that a lot of these bands from like Nespith came out originally in 1993 93, yeah. Um, so yeah it's really cool now there's like younger generations are going back getting into all this stuff that kind of was like forgotten like and lied fallow for a certain period of time and it's really cool that bands like uh, um, bands like Demilik are finally getting the kind of respect they deserve
0: yeah and it's you know I suppose it's in instances like that we've kind of got like uh, the, uh, the uh, inception of high-speed internet to thank for that yeah because like you know like would never have fucking heard of this band if i wasn't like trolling the forums at a young age like just listening oh who what the sickest death metal bands yeah yeah and so i'm just i like, listen to demolish bro and i was just like yeah, fuck.
1: So, you, you know it was really cool when um yeah like you said before I, I saw them at hellfest and for me personally they were my top band of the festival i think nice. just the sheer i kind of seen videos of them play live but i really wasn't prepared for how good they were and like um we me and me and Nina were watching them front row um in the tent and it was there was quite a lot of people there. We were watching them front row and normally when you're right at the front the sound's pretty bad.
0: That's normally dodge but, it, yeah. But right. for
1: some reason it was incredible. It was like the best sound. And like watching them up close and it was like it made me understand their music in a way that I hadn't understood it before. Watching them live, which was quite unusual, not really something you get too often. Yeah yeah there's something else that's translated when you watch them live and you realize like how fucking good those songs are yeah but yeah you know, I, I can't wait to to see them play again they're playing london um they're playing london soon, soon right is, it, is yeah. it the underworld or is it the electro works the... oh, okay. yeah. so nice. if you're in london yes yeah, 17th of november Demilic play electro works yeah supported by mithras and concrete winds um, get tickets because it should sell out it's, Yeah, we've already got ours we're going to be there and we're yeah. hoping if we're lucky we're going to get a chance to talk to Auntie and Concrete Winds have not guys. heard of Mithras are fucking sick as well man. yeah they're pretty the, good aren't UK they UK yeah. bands yeah, yeah yeah they've
0: reformed I think in 2016 same year as uh, Akakoka did nice I think uh, yeah they've got some great fucking releases good like progressive like really musical shit Um, no yeah super excited for that gig Um, and yeah totally do you know what it's like the point you made about like seeing the music live given like a newfound appreciation for it that's something that I've felt so much watching a lot of the classic bands finally play like you know I sometimes make it sound like I'm shitting on like the Scott Burns like Morrison style production but because it is of its time in quite thin in a lot of ways mm. like i love the sound but when you see it live it's so much more powerful and, you, and then you kind of appreciate the music for how it sounds in a live setting because it sounds that much more modern and heavy yeah where it's like you know that's why i'm really looking forward to watching this because i'm don't get me wrong i love the production of this album i love how kind of like almost esoteric it sounds yeah you know how spidery all the guitar work is yeah but like at the same time i'm also looking forward to seeing like you know how that translates life and you know and since you and nina said that it was like fucking amazing it, it's got me even incredible. more incredible it's really to, to fucking it
1: great I, I could not believe how great And watching anti play and sing in like this incredibly unique way it was was fantastic as well yeah but yeah i've heard uh, big will mention before that you spoke to anti and anti said that they were kind of really heavily influenced by bolt thrower which is really, really? funny because on a surface you don't think Demi Lick and a sound very kind of similar yeah. but when you really get into it there's a lot of these kind of like yeah these, these like ascending long open chords they have it's just the other guitarist is doing some crazy like arpeggiated shit at the same yeah. time and yeah it's really it's interesting watching them live they definitely have a lot more of a bolt for a vibe I thought
0: in a weird way I could kind of hear it because I think once you have listened to the album a lot that's when the groove tends to stand out to you more like take the track Inherited Bowel Levitation yeah. oh, what a great name for what a track what great name <laughs> yeah. well the full track name is Inherited Bowel Levitation Reduced Without Any Effort um, sounds like me after uh, <laughs> 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 a,
1: a, a dodgy
0: uh, meal but it's um 145 onwards and that it's probably one of the fucking hardest grooves and section sections i've heard in any like classic death metal yeah track like there is so many groovy elements in this album and it's funny because sometimes i'll listen to the grooves of this album and see similarities between this and a lot of the more modern bands especially the ones that were prevalent in like yeah. the new wave of american heavy yeah, metal yeah yeah shadows totally. fall god forbid yeah kill switch even you know there's some grooves here that i could totally hear being like kind of like whether they were directly inspired i don't know or whether or not anti bowman and the Demlich were just doing it that much earlier but it's just um it's just fucking so ahead of its time and like you know and i think very
1: ahead of its time this record
0: i think technically we could no pun intended you could classify this album as a technical death metal album definitely it's so fucking different from what became Tech Death, or yeah. what Tech Death is now, yeah, you know? yeah, like you know, it's not sterile, it's not overly wanky, it's yeah, it's like you know, like the compositions are interesting, and, and you know, similar to what we were saying when we reviewed uh, Pestilence, it's jazzy as well, like you know, there is a strong like kind of like jazz element, and maybe that comes from what you were saying about Anti saying how he you know he's self-taught, and like, a lot mm. of what he does is kind of he's organically kind of cultivated, just learning how to do things himself. Um, but it's just uh, and just <laughs> I feel like you can't talk about this album about, without talking about the ridiculous track titles as well yeah of and course it's fucking amazing some of the
1: the planet that once used to absorb flesh in order to achieve divinity and immortality suffocated to the flesh that it desired <laughs> so good yeah <laughs> and, I love that <laughs>
0: and there's like there's a lot of lyrics like referencing kind of like dying planets and planet as like a living organism and it, yeah. the album does fucking sound like that I can imagine being on like some barren fucking planet in some like fucking oh, yeah. Some giant fucking, like, fucking, like, octopus god comes into the horizon and starts gurgling at you.
1: Because it's kind of like there's this overwhelming feeling of just misery and kind of, like, sadness and depression hanging over it. But then there's this, there's something that's almost mischievous. So it's like you've almost got this, like, looming hellscape kind of feeling. But then there's these, like devilish imps at your feet kind of thing as well yeah. it's this really strange kind of yeah dichotomy between both of them which is yeah just fucking great love this band the, yeah very organic sounding like you were saying it sounds more like they're playing on like Marshall's or something than some cold modern american high gain kind of yeah situation um yeah just fucking love this band. oh yeah do you know the 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 track yeah, Eric Serino means no lyrics here. It's, yeah, just it's another it's anagram, anagram. Yeah, right? the name of the band Nesbith, is supposed to be uh, the spine. Yeah, or the penis. Or the penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anagram. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just cool. Man, it was just so different for the time. And like you know, if someone had to ask me to show them a, a, like a classy artistic death metal album this would 100% be the album I would pick so I would say like this would be what I would consider to be like high art and death metal
1: I think if, if I was doing that I probably would go for like Coloured Sands
0: yeah because I mean, it yes. sounds
1: kind of more arty you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> to me personally yeah no but, yeah, uh, this, I, I totally get that, I mean, that was, but I can... you're, wrong, you're not wrong it, This this album is that it's um this album is like more rough around the edges and more wild there's something more yeah. feral about this I think yeah rather than like that, that's kind of what you're saying because like you were saying like, like um, technical death metal is usually more kind of like cl- clinical and you know like uh, Necrophagist is like yeah. it's like oh we're gonna play like something from House Planets and it's like there's a certain sound but yeah this is more lived in that yeah. na- atmosphere you know maybe that's like a lot of black metal kind of stuff was going on in Finland and these guys kind of stood apart Um, I was listening to an interview on YouTube with Anti Bowman where he was talking about how, because part of the reason there's like not follow-ups is that um, Demilic released this this album, and then it kind of where he was kind of felt like everyone was like, yeah, death metal's great, but then they kind of turned away to it and turned more to black metal. Yeah, but that wasn't necessarily something you know he believed in what they were doing so he ended up just being quite like kind of disillusioned I guess yeah you know and even like the head of the record label he was saying at the time Necropolis Records I think it was that he was saying was just kind of like started off being like a big death metal guy and then just ended up being like yeah like oh no I pretty much only really give a shit about black metal now which is yeah interesting and weird
0: it's it's strange and you know the finished scene is an interesting one I actually made made a couple of notes on this because I forgot how many goods like Classic death metal bands—they were that kind of faded into obscurity a little mm. bit. Because don't get me wrong, like Finland now is more probably associated with the um, well, let's face it, quite the frankly, uh, problematic black metal scene. Oh, that too, yeah, of that course. they have. But yeah. um, it's like,
1: literally, one of the most racist countries, isn't it, Finland? Yeah,
0: I believe so. In the world, yeah. yeah. But Openly. you know, there was a period of time in the nineties, like so, you know, when this album was released, there were some bands that were just making like fucking absolutely killer out there death metal you had bands like convulse they had their album world without god which is another great fucking album demigod um demigod yeah yeah yeah. another classic band um the ripper cooler as well just probably pronounced wrong but like they had some and it's it's great because you sometimes when you go on to like um when I used to go to the forums and stuff, like, you know. That was the going back to the point I was making about the internet being a tool for good for musical discovery. Like, you know, there was these old school guys that would go on there and be like, you know, that would have these fucking that would know about these demos because there would be no other way to fucking know about it unless yeah. you were old enough to be alive in the scene and the tape trading scene during that time.
1: Yeah, it's this it's this weird Thing of like people passing stuff like I, like most people d- tended to have that like either like older relative or somebody else that kind of grandfathered you in some way to me it was like my mother used to play like Metallica around the house when I was a kid Yeah, and then like I remember I remember being I think I was six and my mum was my mum's boyfriend at the time was this biker guy and he had a vinyl copy of Peace Sells Who's Buying. Yeah. And I remember just being like a six year old and just looking at the vinyl of like Vic Rattlehead and all the shit behind it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's just like and just being hooked from that point on. But then when I was a little bit older, one of my cousins, my cousin Wes, gave me um, world demise by obituary oh sick and uh warpath by six feet under and i just (laughs) caned those cds i listened to them so much so i'm still like such a huge obituary guy
0: yeah because they were just like the
1: first death metal band i really got into they're
0: so fucking good man and you know what have you seen ever seen obituary live no i haven't it's criminal
1: yeah it's criminal that's such a good sound
0: Fucking, it's like because the thing is, like you know, going back to the point I was making when you see those tracks live as well, they're oh. so fucking heavy. Yeah. And the thing is, well, I've noticed this happens with Cannibal Corpse a little bit because the guys have been kicking about for so long. Hmm. Obviously, they can still go, but like they do play a little bit slower now. Oh. but That makes it that groovier, much heavier. Yeah, and, groovier, and heavier, Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. fucking sick. Like it's just so good. That's cool, man.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, people really. um yeah, these like older guys, like they're, they're more focused on their playing, and they're kind of just like very virtuosic and impressive to watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I just fucking love it. Oh, when I saw them play at Hellfest as well, Paul Rydal from Blood Incantation got. I think Anti went on stage with Blood Incantation and guested. Oh yeah, because he, he does a song
0: on Hidden. He guested on he, a song is on, he Hidden on it? races. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember yeah. if it was yeah, he was actually on the record vocals. or not. Oh,
1: that's really cool. Yeah. But it was really nice to see Paul Rydal kind of like, you know, he was like. Yeah. Demi look amazing like you could see how excited he was to be around Antini was talking about his friend and it was really yeah. nice it was a like, really nice that's atmosphere
0: t- you know, Blood Incantation are kind of like the the uh, the one spearhead and the whole kind of revivalists
1: yeah I got a lot of respect uh, for him man. they're yeah. great musicians no, they're Paul Ryder seems he- like a really great guy I listened to interviews with him he sounds like a really like got his head on his shoulders nice
0: dude well, that's good he, he was, he's been on Heavy help before is not he yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't listened to that one but, um, that's
1: uh, Paul how I discovered disembowelment I think oh no way yeah
0: cool yeah, yeah yeah fucking what a great record that was yeah yeah no it's um but yeah man just goes to show like what we were saying off camera as well like you know these fucking newer bands you know if if the songwriting and the composition of the tracks is 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 fucking top-notch like it doesn't matter how kind of entrenched in the old school style it is yeah so
1: yeah yeah and it's yeah i mean demi like a very very unique band
0: yeah just uh stand
1: out to this day they stand out on their own as unique whereas that's not always the case like a little bit with um i found like with pestilence when patrick mameli took over vocal duties from van drunen i find that his vocals sound sonically very similar to chucks
0: yeah yeah, i get that you get that a lot of
1: death metal vocalists just kind of sound like chuck Schuldiner. yeah which is not a bad thing because i love chuck's vocal and it's amazing and it doesn't bother me hearing it in other bands because it's just like a very solid you know, weapon of choice. I can see why people reach for that.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, it is. Do you know what? I think it's, you kind of fall in two camps of the death metal styles. You've got kind of like the more upper register Chuck Sheldon style, which I think is great because like there's one thing you can accuse some death metal of being. and it's like the vocals and lyrics being like absolutely indecipherable. And I think that, you know, I fucking, I've always had a, a deep founded respect and love for like the uber guttural ridiculous sounding vocals. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, I think, um, you know, there, there is, Something more relatable about hearing a vocal, vocalist, more similar to like a Chuck Schuldiner or yeah. a John Tardy. Where saying that you can't hear, you can a fucking word John Tardy says either. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's literally I mean, yeah love, yeah. I love yeah. All
1: these, they sound like wild cats. <laughs> yeah, it's so good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, I feel like with, with each album, Scholdener was like becoming more and more uh, intelligible. Dude, and the, it was like it lends to the music so well, as the way it progressed.
1: The fact that he got someone else to do the vocals on Control Denied because he was like, I just think it would be good to get a better singer. Crazy to, to think that he thought, no shade on the guy, the guy is perfectly competent yeah. that sings on that album. But I fucking love Chuck's vocals, he's an amazing vocalist, and he's, he's good
0: at f- doing the clean shit as well. Oh, His fucking, cover uh, of Pain Pain was the cover of Painkiller, the
1: cover of Painkiller, you listened to that, I was like, this is an incredible talent that you can replicate this to this degree. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah, unreal, yeah. But yeah, enough about death. We always end up talking about childhood. No, no. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but oh
0: but. yeah, just fucking this album. Absolutely amazing. If you want a completely hellish avant-garde just foray into death metal insanity, this is your album. Um, most people will probably listen to this. If you're a death metal fan, you probably listen to this album.
1: If you're in a band, listen to Demi they will right. teach you things. They'll make your band better. They'll make you a better songwriter. Watch them live. They're playing other places as well as London. I'm pretty sure they're playing throughout It's like the a UK. European tour as well. Yeah, right? it's like a whole yep. European tour. Go and watch them live. You will not be disappointed. Anti Bowman from YC is just one of the sweetest fucking guys. Like, he just seems like a really nice dude. Yeah. Um, oh, they also, interestingly, he was in a band called Have You Ever Heard of Jess and the Ancient Ones? No, never. Anti Bowman was in that band as well, and they ended up actually supporting um, Merciful Fate.
0: Oh no I way! Think. Yeah, on
1: okay. uh, it might, might have been King Diamond specifically. I can't remember. Yeah. It was King Diamond, but yeah. they they were direct support for them on tour. They no were way. picked by a king. Yeah.
0: That's good. What was he? Was he doing vocals or was he uh, no, guitars? No, he plays or? like
1: guitars or something. Yeah, yeah, in that band, but they don't sound anything like Demolic. But I thought it yeah. was quite interesting. He was also in a, another band called Winter Wolf with one of the guys from Demolic. I think.
0: As okay, well. cool. Yeah. And I, I want to give a quick shout out to the other members of the band as well because yes. it's, it's a fucking great effort. You got Aki Hietanen on also on guitars, Ville uh, Koistinen on bass, Mikkel Verner's on drums. The drums on this album are fucking unreal. Yeah, would really like, great to be able to keep up with some of the complex compositions that are going on is a testament to how good. Drummer, he is. There's some great double bass work. There's some great like halftime work he does. It's absolutely stunning, and the bass is fantastic as well.
1: The only really, I was standing next to the bass player live, and just I don't know if it's the the OG bass player. Yeah, yeah, I don't know actually. What's I'm not sure if he's still with the band. It's really funny because he actually looks. If you look at this picture, and then you put it side by side with a picture of uh, Jeffrey Epstein. They oh look, shit! It's more than a similarity there. Yeah. Very similar. It's very yeah. funny. That oh, the the bass yeah. player. Looked, I think that's the bass player in the picture. Yeah. No, that's the guitarist. Wait the fuck where's that? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. But yeah, they were fucking sick life. Oh no, this guy's the bass player. Yeah, but they it's, look you know, it's
0: you could listen to this album different times and focus on a different instrument each time, and you'll discover something cool. You could listen to it focusing on the drums, the guitars, the bass, and there's like there's some cool bass lines on here where like for the most part he's like keeping up with the technical proficiency of the guitar work but like the rhythm section is super tight and super locked in on here yeah like, it's just you know like i, I think anti bowman like don't get me wrong i'm sure he's the driving force behind the band but like as the whole band were firing on all cylinders when this was recorded
1: this, this is a it's a master class on the manipulation of energy and like keeping things moving and there's yeah. no there's no boring intros there's no like drawn out like kind of pointless sections it's it's that's what makes it so chaotic because it's constantly growing and evolving and changing,
0: and the track time is not long. They're all about three minutes a piece. Mm. Um, like the album's done in just over half an hour. Yeah, um, there's I think the longest track is probably the instrumental track. Uh, so I'm going to try and pronounce the one that is an anagram of uh, yeah. no lyrics. lyrics Um, probably one of the longer tracks, or is it the cry? Or is it the, is cry a long track? It yeah, cries three forty-two. Oh no, the echo. Sorry. Yeah, the echo. Yeah. But even that's only like four and a half minutes, right? Yeah. So it's 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 a, it's a relatively, like, you know, if you haven't listened to sound before, you only need to take half an hour out of your day.
1: Oh, did you ever listen to the, the new songs they did?
0: No, never. It's funny because when I was making notes, I saw that there was the new EP, yeah. and I'm kind of, like, waiting for myself to be in the right headspace <laughs> to enjoy it and listen to
1: it. Is that after what happened with, uh, like, A Fear of Flame <laughs> when I I'm played you? a little you? bit... <laughs> The the new song, the new versions on oh. the reissues of the the Like if you're a Flame album that was really funny. What
0: was it? They did was it was it To Give that they re-recorded. Yeah. <laughs> my God, I haven't recovered it's, it's from
1: tough. that. It is <laughs> tough listening to that, and you're just like, oh my God. It's
0: this- it's like if you had like a perfect song or composition, and then you handed it to like a group of nursery kids oh. to like bang instruments to the back of it. It's kind of yeah. looks a bit like. But
1: the new Demilick songs are not like that.
0: Cool. They're really good. I will I, check I really them like out them. eventually. What's cool about Demlick as well, which I thought was really like cool, them, like when they were defunct uh, before they reformed, they put all the music available to download for free on their oh, website. Really? Yeah. That's, That's how cool. I got all their demos and stuff. Because uh, um, like I actually got a copy of their CD in um, HMV on Oxford Street, which I was well, well, super chuffed about that. But then, yeah, then I downloaded their demos um, uh, just free off their website.
1: Nice. I, I Also, the cover's really weird but yeah it's cool like the that's the remastered cover yeah yeah, right. with the, one, the, the yeah. kind of bound like, like goat's kind goat, of goat like. headed yeah. skull demon with these like spherical horns growing out of his head and then there's like faceless women holding what looks like dead infants with their faces completely covered in bandages and they're pretty much naked apart that's from that
0: cover. that's the one i've got to see the CD of the original the, the, one before like the, the zombies corpses like
1: they're a little bit like cenobites they've got like fish hooks in their eyes and shit
0: yeah it looks super cool it's yeah. um, I think uh, I think Anti uh, drew the logo as well, right? Yeah, That's, yeah,
1: he's attributed as doing the logo design. Yeah. yeah, great logo as well.
0: That's a sick logo. Like, yeah. I, I love it because I love like the uh, symmetry of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I really like it as well. Yeah. Oh, this shirt, great, great story. They, um, so when you do Hellfest, there's like there's two main stages which are fucking enormous. They're so big and they're yeah. right next to each other. So when one band stops, they like that stage is switching over. The other band is on, it moves over to the next, but you know, stage they're playing. And then right next to that is this tiny fucking prefab hub, only a tiny bit bigger than this small room. And that's where all the official merch gets sold. No. Yeah. And then basically, like, I remember we, uh, watching an episode of the Hard Law podcast as well, and Bo was saying on that that when they played Hellfest, they, like, apparently it happens all the time. People print up, like, an official T-shirt, like, for Hellfest or whatever because they're so excited to do it. And then, but, like, nobody knows it's there. Because it's, like, so small and it's just off to the corner. And me and me and Nina went, um, you know, and, and it's really funny because, like, uh, I think, um, think Bo said that Harmsway sold, like, one shirt. Because just no one knew the shit was there. Really? Yeah, just no one knew it was there, That's really. Mad. I think they sold, like, a vinyl or something. Yeah, yeah. And then you just got all of this, like, merch. But then this is, like, a special Demi Hellfest shirt. I think a pretty similar thing happened. But, like, just no one knew it was there. Fuck. But as soon as I saw him, I was like fucking gotta get a demolix shirt, shirt. gotta yeah, yeah. get a fucking demolix shirt and i went and yeah. bought it but then it was really funny because Anty on their social media he'd posted like we did a special shirt for this and like you know he's like please buy them if you don't we're gonna just fucking burn whatever's left <laughs> so i bought this and took a picture and i was like oh at least there's one you won't have to burn <laughs> <laughs> but he was just so self like self-appreciating yeah, and yeah, funny yeah. and charming yeah. a very cool guy
0: ah fuck uh, no. can't wait to watch them live yep. it's going to be can't immense wait.
1: so to recap that is the London date is going to be at the Electroworks and it's on Thursday the 17th of November we will put links to the tickets in the description and uh, yeah definitely definitely go and watch Demonic they're amazing live cannot cannot say that enough
0: yeah can't wait listen to the, go watch them live and if you've never listened to the album listen to the fucking album
1: listen to the fucking album okay
0: yeah All right, should we wrap it up there yep Alright, guys, thanks again for watching. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Any other classic bands or albums you want us to listen to or do a deep dive on, just feel free to drop us that suggestion. So take care, and until next time. See ya. Peace. Peace.